Jay right in your face. Welcome back to episode 14 of the Fadeaway. It's your host, Fatty, alongside me today. How you doing, Zaddy Yankee? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I hate this guy, bro. (laughs) This guy's names get worse every week. Yo, we got we got a couple people attending the live recording today. As you guys can hear the laughter in the background, first time here, so he's a rookie. Yeah, uh, how you doing, pal? How's your week? Not so bad. If you want an update on my uh, my corporate league, we lost by three against I don't know some company called like First Capital or something like that. They had this one guy that could have literally scored a like bucket. First Capital from the yellow school bus. I'm pretty sure every yellow school bus has First Capital on it. No, it's like Loblaws or Laidlaw. Laidlaw, bro. Laidlaw is like 99 Loblaws. First of all, Loblaws. has hot food it's the in same the kitchen, bro. It's the same company, man. Laidlaw is Loblaws and vice versa. Okay. For sure. Yo, but- did you know that the owner of Loblaws is called Bob Loblaw? <laughs> like, I think his name is Robert uh, Loblaw. Rob- <laughs> if you say it real quick, it's Bob Loblaw, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, man. so how'd your, uh, how'd your first capital game go? We lost. We lost by three, but... It was the most fun I've ever had in a loss. Actually, I got fouled when we were down two. Or, yeah, we were down two. I got fouled. I hit one free throw, one of two, because I'm not a good free throw shooter. And then they went back on the other side. They scored, so we were down three. And then last second, one of our guys gets fouled. He gets three free throws to tie the game. He goes 0 for 3, and we lose the game. This actually reminds me of, uh, <laughs> do you remember that one summer league final where we were down oh, in overtime? We were down man. Three? You're done three. You're yeah, done three. three. Yeah. And I got fouled from half court, and I made the first two, and then I missed the 30. I get. I remember you just standing on the, I think on the free throw line. You were just sitting down. Someone took a picture of him just <laughs> with his hands buried on his face, just, just contemplating his life. It was was that the same game? No, no, no. I think that was a, that might have been a different game. That might have been our, when we were on the same team, we lost in the playoffs. I can't remember. I lost a lot of games. Lost a lot of games. <laughs> Anyways, you know who loves losing? Who? Devin Booker. Let's oh, get right into buddy. this, baby. Oh, Welcome back. Oh, buddy. Welcome back, D-Book. So, uh, earlier this week, I think D-Book became the youngest player in all-time history to... Well, it's funny because he set two records. So, the first record... Well, the second record is he became the the youngest player of all time to hit 250-plus games in a row. 109 points, I think, total, right? And the first record, the best of all, I think he had the (laughs) highest points total in the largest loss of NBA history. It was like (laughs) 30-plus points. A (laughs) 30-plus point loss that he had the highest points total. So, uh... First of all, I, I want you to talk about. I just want your opinion on Devin Booker. What do you think of Devin Booker? Because he's like Kobe, but doesn't win. Because he, he can score. He can put the ball. He's, he's a walking bucket. He's he's in and a way he can score. He's in a way career wise. In a way, he's 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 comparable to like AD. You know, a guy who does it, who does everything they can for their team, and does everything that they need, but doesn't win games. Right? AD this year kind of had that same role. AD in the past before. The two, the last two playoff runs had that same exact role. I think I saw somebody compare him to Clay Thompson, but better off, but can dribble. Someone said that, which I don't think so. I don't think I don't, I don't agree with that because I think he can't defend like Clay Thompson. But I mean, his team just sucks. They're the worst organization ever. Like, what are you, what are you gonna do? Also, a lot of his numbers are stat padded. Okay, you're, gonna, two, you're gonna have to explain that. One those to two me. fifty-point games, they're down by like thirty. Why are you still playing? Obviously, he's gonna shoot every shot. Obviously, who else is gonna shoot? Yo, bro. Who else is gonna shoot? Yo, bro. Do you know what it takes to score fifty points? Absolutely, I, I agree with that. Twice but, in a row. 
Who else is going to shoot the ball on that team? Yo, I get they just it. signed Jimmer for dead. But okay. this is the same argument you have Who with else? James Harden. You say, yo, just because he has to, he's averaging 36. And you know why I give James Harden credit? Because like, oh, he averages 36. He, he does everything. He scores the ball for his team, and he wins. That's why, that's why it's more impressive for James Harden because he actually wins. D-Book puts a 50, puts up 59 or whatever it is, and then he doesn't win. So what's the point? It's just empty numbers. No, I agree. And the funny thing is last year he hit 70 with like, a week left and in they the lost. season. So yeah, it was also at the end of the season. So. And they took the Will Chamberlain picture, man. Like the, with, the, with the piece of paper with Yo, the 70 points. Because here's the thing, man. Like we have, okay, so Mikey, if you guys don't know our friend Mikey Malik, he's a huge Devin Booker fan. So uh, but if you actually look at Mikey's top five, they're all guys who don't make the playoffs. Jamal but Crawford. Anyways, <laughs> Jamal Crawford, Devin yeah, Booker. Kemba Walker is like the Kemba goal. Walker. Yeah, Kemba Walker. White I chocolate. I think my, Kemba Walker might not make the playoffs again this year. Listen, if you're Mikey's favorite player, you're not gonna make the playoffs. Yeah. It's just that. This is yeah, that you're simple. flashy AF. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're that, you are flashy. Like, yeah. like Devin you can Booker, ball though. Devin Booker can ball straight <laughs> buckets. <laughs> can ball. <laughs> but yeah, like, is it is it time for us to say Devin Booker's slightly overrated, or is that is that like too hot of a take? I I don't think he's he's overrated in in, in a sense. I think he's a very good player. Just his like the franchise, the team hasn't been. Cooperative in giving or hasn't given, but bro, they got Trevor Ariza. <sighs> man, <laughs> I don't tell you, man. What are we gonna tell you, bro? Like, they got Kelly Oubre, bro. Like, who, who like, Jimmy Kelly forget- Oubre, aka Smelly Poubre. <laughs> Bro, yeah, say, that that's a throwback to when he played us in, on Washington because he was talking that yeah, loud. a lot, talking that loud. I, I, I don't think he's overrated, but like. Yeah, he's not gonna get better than this on this team. Like he, he's either gotta leave you, or they've gotta get. Do you think All-Star. Devin Booker can be the number one option on a championship team? Absolutely not. Not, not, not this point. He's twenty two. Like he's still young. I don't think he can do it yet. I think he's got a lot, still a lot to learn. Right now, all he's doing is just all he has to do is go out and score. He knows he's gonna lose. Remember Phoenix? You, you said what, what was that meme that you said or that that the meme the the video you oh, just told yeah, me? Oh yeah, where he pulls up and it's like. His butterfly doors are open. He's dressed in the most pristine outfit. And it's like, you imagine pulling up this nice to, to lose by 30. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, no, it's honestly, it's it, it must get frustrating. And, and especially as a Phoenix fan, imagine having a, a Devin Booker. Even a DeAndre Ayton. He had 30 one of those scrub, games. Man. He had 30 points Ayton's one of those not a scrub games. by yeah. any means. So you have these guys and you're like, what's happening? Like, how are we yeah. this trash? Yeah. Every year, they're lottery and they're trash. They also have a no-name coach. I think their coaching is also a huge issue. Uh, the guy from Serbia. He's, he's, he's got like, some some, some sort of V. Some sort of <laughs> uncle-in-law. Know, he's got some together. sort of V. Name that starts with a V or something like that. But like... Vivek? No. <laughs> but uh, like, it just... I think the organization itself isn't just run the right way. They don't they don't choose yeah. the right coaches. They don't really bring in the right pieces for Devin Booker or no. for DeAndre Ayton to, when to flourish. When was the last Phoenix was relevant? Amari and Seven Steve. second offense, man. That's Amari That was Steve. probably the last I time. I actually don't think they've ever been any... I guess... No, no, yeah, no. no. They're, 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 no. Leandro Barbosa, Sean Marion, they're, and there was Amari and Steve. They're a legendary franchise, man. They've got guys like... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charles Barkley played there. Yeah. Jason Kidd played there. Steve Nash played there earlier on. And he came back after. They've also got... Yeah, so Jason Kidd. They also got... um. I think it was one of the Johnson, Kevin Johnson, I believe it was. KJ. So they they're like a legendary franchise. They've been a franchise that has won in the past, not yeah. like championships, but they've won, been in the playoffs. And now Didn't it's been like Charles take them to the final and lose to Jordan. I'm pretty. I was like, it Phoenix? I think it was with Phoenix. Sure yeah. Phoenix. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he won the MVP that season. So they're not like a winning a championship franchise, but they're a winning franchise. And it's been like maybe four or five years that they've been out of the playoffs and it's just been it's, it's just been poor management it, imagine imagine what charles barkley's career would be like if he just ate salad <laughs> like, 
<laughs> if you if you just ate salad, Charles Chuck, you could have won. You could have been up there on the panel looking back at Shaq. But yeah, well, I want. I have a too. ring. But now Shaq has an offerings for his toes, and it's called called a day. All, all he can do now is just chirp, and he can't say anything to it. Poor Charles, but he can't say anything when Shaq talks to him. Yeah. It's amazing. So it's an exciting week, but it's a pretty weird week for us because we grew up watching a lot of oh, these guys wow. who were like pillars to the game of basketball. One of them being Manu Ginobili, Manu, uh, and then the second one being somebody who's close to home, who's a former Raptor, Chris Bosh. Both of these guys got their jerseys retired this week. Which is really like it's outrageous to think because we grew up watching these guys in yeah. their primes. Like yeah. when we were growing up, Chris Bosh Chris was, was our guy. He's our guy. Like yeah, he's he was our a raptor with yeah. the long hair, and he wasn't. I, I feel the like dreads. he got weird when he left Toronto. Like he, I think he was. He was always when weird. he when he went to Miami. He was really in touch with himself. He became like a little <laughs> bit weird and joked around and stuff. But the, he was a man. Like I guess okay. Well, I want to talk about Manu first because the predicament we have with Manu is. Manu came off the bench. He was a sixth man. Right. Undoubtedly one of the best players of that Spurs team uh, in terms of his offense, his craftiness. And actually in the speeches yesterday mm-hmm. and when he was getting his jersey retired, Timmy D and Tony Parker were like, yo, when Pop came and told us we got this new kid from Argentina, I think I think he couldn't come for like a year or two yeah. from when they drafted him. And they were all like, yeah, whatever, Pop. Yeah, it's just another international guy. No problem. Mm-hmm. And then he finally arrives. And it's after his first practice, Tim Duncan goes... He's like, I looked over at Pop, and I'm like, wow, who is this kid? Mm. So to think that this is like somebody who's a superstar, but have we ever seen something like this where some guy comes off the bench and he's a career sixth man, but he's a superstar and has the type of the type of impact, impact that a Ginobili has? And like you talk about, man, like Greg Popovich yesterday said, without Manu, there's no, no championships yeah. at all, Yeah, which is nuts to me. Yeah. Wait, like, do you consider him to be underrated, overrated? Not, well, definitely not overrated. No, but do you think, I think he's correctly rated or underrated? Or Because I feel like a lot of people, when they look at a six-man, they don't give him that superstar name or title. I think just amongst Spurs fans, they know who what he's done. I think around the league, and anyone who knows basketball properly rates him. Like, I don't think, I, I wouldn't go as, as far as say he's a superstar. He's a super- he, I think he's a star. I don't think he's a superstar. I think I, I don't think right. he's he four championships. I so Robert Horry has like eight. Man, I don't care. I don't man, care. Man, 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 bro. Man, the playoffs. Okay, so I, I, I'm telling you, bro. Robert Horry. It's a fact, man. Big it's shot, Bob. Big shot. They call him Big Shot, bro. What do you want? <laughs> Big shot, Bob played two minutes and made a basket every time. And by he won the chip. two minutes a game. He won the chip for them, though. Come on. Listen, I don't. Superstar is, is, man, is a huge come stretch. After you one day, bro. I swear to God. <laughs> superstar is a huge stretch, man. You're talking about like how? Top, how many players are superstars in the, are superstars in the league? Top five, Manu top ten, plus twenty. Top, he, oh my goodness, man. You're just being Yo, stubborn at this point, bro. Okay, no. Okay, if you're gonna compare. People to LeBron, then nobody's a superstar. No, no, no. I'm talking about top 10 players. Was Manu ever a top 10 player in the league or considered to be a top 10 player in the league? I don't think so. He's had a great career. He's a two-time All-Star, yes. by the way. Two-time. No, he's a two-time I, All-Star, I don't bro. I can't believe that. I just want to say. Yeah, I want yeah. He was an All-Star once in 2005 and 2011. So. Yeah, he got shafted. Because he he's a six-man? All-Star more. Probably. Uh, more, probably. Yeah. Two All-Stars? Probably. How you have less All-Stars than championships? Come on. He's a six man. It's hard to make it as a six man. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Is, it's, okay, what if he left? What if he was on a different team? Would he start? Oh, no. I, I, Manu can start on all 30 teams, especially in his prime. For sure, he can start on all 30 teams. Because he's a superstar. Bro, look, look, Anthony Parker started for the Raptors. I don't yeah, care who could he started. he start for 30 teams? 
Doesn't matter, man. What do you mean? He's a superstar, bro. bro. He's a superstar, bro. He's a superstar. Superstar. Listen, I have the. Um, he's a really, really listen, star. A re- <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, what does that mean not, to you? He's not a superstar. He's not superb. He's just superstar. Soup. You'd see it at a soup in front of the, the word star. And he's almost there, bro. Like, so he's a star. He's four what I'm saying. Five letters there. Yeah, he's a, oh, he's he's a, a star. Really, really star, though. Listen, he's a Hall of Famer. That's 100%. He should be the first and second ballot. I think he should get inducted twice. <laughs> bro, first all of all, players, you want money first of all he came from Europe, bro. Yo, people don't even realize he's a European player. Yo, Yo he won gold with Argentina, That bro. is huge. That That is probably... In 2000, he was like 15. Is that... Out of everything he's done in his career, that gold is It was probably- Manuel Pablo Prigioni before <laughs> 15 years before his rookie year. Yo, that that gold medal is probably the biggest accomplishment of his career. Oh, man. 100%. Against Team USA, bro. That's like an unbeatable team. 100%. It's unbelievable. But look, yo, he's a two-time Italian League MVP. Three-time... Bro, I didn't even know Italy had a league. <laughs> this is before he got drafted, though. Your League Final Four MVP. EuroLeague Finals top scorer. A bunch of other FIBA stuff. 50 greatest EuroLeague contributors. Like this guy's a, First of all, he's a European legend. Not only is he a, a European legend, he's also an NBA legend. You know how you always talk about like Ronaldo doing it in, two, in different leagues? The EPL and doing it in the, in the Spanish league? This guy's done it in two different leagues. Yeah. Right? So like his greatness for sure is, is, is not something that we undermine. As far as his role, at the end of the day, he was, he was the third best guy on the Spurs. You might want to argue that. Oh. I know I know. you think TP had less Yo, of a role. Yeah, so the thing is about San Antonio is, outside of Tim Duncan, because I actually think he was their hands down their best player. One of the GOATs. Yeah, so outside of him, I think everybody had a very comparable role. You can argue no. that Manu and... But again, they have very different roles and they both contributed very differently. Yeah. But man, Manu's not a third option. And down the stri- I actually that- think he closed games for them too. Absolutely, but I think that they all had their times where they closed games. Those three all had times Remember where they that closed time games. Manu closed the series against James Harden when he blocked him on that three. He was like 38. Blocked <laughs> him from behind on the three to win. It was a like game six, I think. Oh, interesting. You talk about James Harden right yeah, now. Yeah, but that was like three oh, years ago. Oh, when he, he was wasn't go. that great. Right. Yeah, yeah, he was right. 21. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I remember when uh, LeBron lost to Dallas, but you don't talk about that. Of course, everyone talks He's about that. He's busy talking about him being the GOAT. I don't talk about him being the GOAT. I mean, you Kobe's the, the GOAT last episode. The GOAT for now, for this era. We say everyone's the GOAT. I remember you saying that Luka Doncic is the GOAT. He is the GOAT. Anyways, oh, okay. okay. Anyways, a Toronto great. CB. CB4 slash CB1 got CB1. his jersey retired earlier this week. But with the Heat, rightfully so, he won two championships there. Biggest rebound of probably Heat history when he kicked it out to Ray Allen for right. that three in game six. Right. So, um, man, just... I love Chris Bosh. Yeah, I almost cried. Remember? <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Like we, I, went, we went to the Philly game against the Raptors, and Chris Bosh was there. I think it was the Giants of Africa night. And I saw yeah. Chris Bosh, and they introduced Chris Bosh. I swear to you, I almost cried. I was like, oh, I miss CB I so don't, much. And I don't know if it's like a retirement thing or more so just know. the way that he went out. And you you feel for a guy like he had such a, an amazing career, and it got cut short because of health issues, obviously, yeah. with the blood clots. But like what he could have done if he continued a couple years. To be honest, I'm waiting for the Raptors. I'm I'm I, the Raptors shouldn't retire his jersey first or second, maybe third. I mean, with uh, everything it, it, you're going to tell us in a bit about his records for the Raptors, I don't know if uh the Raptors should retire anybody's before Chris Bosh. No, 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 absolutely. Vince Carter first. Man, Vince Carter affected Toronto more than he affected the Raptors. But that that's part of it. It's part of it is your it's impact on the community. Yeah, it's it's your impact on the, uh, the game, your impact 
on the game in in the country. You know, it's it's so part should of he it. get it before Demar or no? Absolutely. We we said he's the greatest Raptor of all time. So so you're not so gonna you're, bottle service is more important than going to the playoffs. Did Demar win anything? But he went to the playoffs. Was Demar the ever a top player in the league? Did Vince go to the playoffs? Absolutely. I mean, did Vince win anything? <laughs> no. So, so now what? you're you So how does he go? Chris he Bosch? changed a culture in Toronto. What did Chris Bosch do? Chris Bosch is third, I'm saying. Or fourth. You can argue Lowry or Bosch. I'm not I thought I'm, you were going to say Jose Calderon was about to <laughs> No, no. I'm saying Chris, Bo- Chris, Chris Bosch is a third or fourth. VC is clear number one. We've already decided that in the past. Don't make me insert that into this episode. Shall I we? I mean, we never really agreed on it, but yeah. No? But regardless, I think, I mean, amongst, like, he's got a bunch of Raptor records. I have, like, maybe, like, 10 right in front of me. A bunch of things about rebounds, defensive rebounds, offensive rebounds, blocks. He only played seven seasons here, so, I mean, we have, the, the longest ever is, I think, I guess, Damar with nine seasons. Yeah. Right? So, I mean. How long was VC here? Seven, I think. I think it's seven. It's either seven to nine. I'm pretty sure it was seven. But, I mean, he's comparable with all the rap, the Raptor greats, I guess. You could, I think we're just starting to get Raptor greats now, hey? We're, 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 we're starting, the Raptors are starting to get old enough where we have, like, throwback great players. Like who, though? Chris Bosh. Yeah, but like Vince, Demar, Lowry, Lowry eventually will be. When people think of Raptors history, I don't know that they think of Chris Bosh. I think I know that they think of VC because of the dunk contest. That's because, and then Demar because of the playoffs. But Chris Bosh is like in the in the middle where it's like, oh yeah, he oh he played for the. So will you take Chris Bosh or Lowry third or fourth? How do how do you order that? Well, I value playoffs, so I'm gonna have to go Lowry, eh? But I don't know, man. Records-wise, he's all over our franchise. He's all over the franchise. Chris Bosh was the guy. I was a one-two punch with Andrea Bargnani. And TJ Ford. <laughs> we had a really good team, man. <laughs> and he took them to the playoffs. I think Danielle Marshall, Anthony Parker. Bro. Had. Exactly. So I'm saying... Jamario Moon. Oh, my goodness. Anthony Parker, too. We Is picked him up from the Globetrotters. They were in town one yeah. day. Like, yo, you. <laughs> Come here. So, yeah, you can argue that... Lowry had a better team. Lowry Remember Pops Mensa Bonsu? Oh my goodness, man! I, I tried to get his jersey, but he wasn't a Raptor for long. He enough. had one good game, and they, he they, got called up for a one day. I thought it was minimum <laughs> ten days, but he got, they made they made it work for Pops. He got a one day extension. But yeah, man, weird weird to see legends go all like that. Is especially when we essentially grew up watching. These We're at guys, the age like, people retiring. It's man, a new it's league now. Weird man. Like LeBron's really... not making the playoffs. He's like old. He's and stuff old now. He's white hair. It's weird, man. Weird, but um, I guess the more we see the league transitioning and we're seeing new superstars, we're also seeing new norms in the league. I know that you can always make the argument that Greg Popovich started this whole resting thing, but mm-hmm. a big thing that we're seeing around the league right now is load management, especially coming from a couple of Toronto Raptors fans where Kawhi Leonard takes every third game off. I, I want to know your take on load management. Do you think players deserve it? Do you think obviously with an 82 uh, game season, it's a grind. So, do, do you understand it, or do you think that this shouldn't even happen at all? I kind of don't understand it now, as to only from when you compare it to like the '90s era, the '80s era, whatever. Nobody took games off, and then you look at now, the the schedule is made so that the players have more rest. Players don't practice anymore; like they just kind of do light, light work or strategy, whatever it is. Players have more time off, right? Less back-to-backs, less three games and four nights, whatever it may be. As those burdens decreased, load management and whatever increased, right? So purely from like a, I guess like a, a nerdy st- like stats perspective, like how does that make sense to you? 
How do you, how do you go from a lighter burden, but now you go to more rest? So when you compare them to the old era, like you, and that's why guys like Kobe and like and Jordan, they're like, yeah, we never took games off. That just wasn't even an option. That wasn't even something that that was available to them. And then now they see these guys that have more rest, that have less games played in and in- better resources. You're hopping on a jet after your game. Back in the day, you were thinking bus. Exactly, man. And not only that, it's better technology. Like you know how to take care of your body now. You you know what? And more money. You know what to eat. More LeBron, money. LeBron's paying a. a- $1.5 million a year on his body, man. Right. So for me, it just doesn't Back make sense. Back in the day, Charles Barkley made that off his like, rookie contract. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And it just doesn't make sense to me that they're resting more now that there's just so much more resources available, like you said. And and then I saw this one, stat, not stat, but like whatever, it's Instagram post saying some fan paid six grand for like courtside seats for the Lakers against the Bucks, and Giannis and LeBron didn't play. Imagine playing, paying six grand for a game that, and then neither of the stars play. How do you like as a fan? It's awful. It's an awful. It's Bro, awful strategy. If I get a burger and pay for cheese and I don't get cheese, yeah. I'm, of, I'm pissed about that eighty cents. Is it, if I pay grand, six large, six grand, and man, Giannis wow. and LeBron took the game off. Are you kidding me? It's bro? bad, obviously, and it's bad for the league. It's bad for ratings. I, I think in total, obviously, you can you can say it's good for the players. That the players need rest, but like I like the counter with with this like. We haven't seen this many freak injuries. Obviously, Nurkic just happened this week. You've seen Prayers Paul George. Up, You've Prayers seen up to the Bosnian beast, yeah, one man. of the Hall of Fame. You don't want to see that happen. The first, yeah, the first, the first the Hall of Fame inductee. Yeah. So you see that. You see Paul George. You see Gordon Hayward. You see um, Isaiah Cannon. You see Ro- Robertson. These things didn't happen until the league shortened the training camp. They extended time off between games. Like so, now you look at it like, okay, is this really beneficial? So now everything I'm seeing from load management is. It's not. It's not the best thing for the players. No, it's okay. I think some players do deserve it. Uh, like a James Harden, for example. If he took a game off for load management, I'd completely understand. Why is that? The reason that is is because James Harden has a big role and he plays a lot of minutes and he has a lot of usage. You talked about that last week, right? If D'Angelo Russell, who your MIP role, but he also has a higher usage than Pascal, so. I guess the argument only works when it's for you. But anyways, He's a star, man. D'Angelo Russell, if he took a game off, I'd understand. Really? I wouldn't Kawhi even be okay Leonard, with that. I would even be okay with D'Angelo Russell taking a game Like, if, if he, at the nah. end of the season, said load management, I'd understand because he has a lot of load. Bro, bro, man, like, pass, or sorry, not Pascal, Kawhi takes every, every third game off. Well, for what reason? He's also taking advantage of us. Like, he, he's, you know, he's doing whatever he wants to do. He knows Which what is, cater bro, to him. You can't do that. Like, you can't. I agree. First, you can't be the highest paid on, player on the team. You can't be the superstar who gets everything given to them. And on top of that, sit whenever you want. There's got to be rules against that. Like, yo, I have limited sick days, bro. <laughs> I can't just like not show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take I a day off because of load management. Yeah. Can you imagine telling your boss, "Oh, I'm ah, just not feeling it today, boss." Resting, you know? bro. I'm, resting. And it's not, I'm not even calling in sick. I'm like, ah, uh, I gotta rest. Kind of tired today, so I'm just gonna stay. It's unacceptable. Yeah. I, I think load management. Actually, it's funny because we we had a bit of a snippet from James Harden last week. He was like, "I'm a hooper. I'm a hooper. I'm a hooper. I'm a hooper." But yeah, he he thought the whole question was, "What do you think of load management?" Yeah, he's like, "Bro, it's a joke. Like, I play basketball for a living. This is playing basketball. So mm. there's no such thing as load management. This is just playing basketball." Yeah, and I don't I don't know with Kawhi like. If Kawhi leaves, man, like after all this, the I'm loads. Not really, I'm not really upset. Like I'm upset theoretically, but I'm like, like he didn't want to be here. He's not really been playing a team game. We're confident though. Yeah. I so are the Clippers. 
<laughs> Two teams that are confident that they'll get them. I don't know what's I mean, if I'm Kawhi and I'm looking like, do I go home where it's warm, where there's less taxes? And San Diego, man. On a team that really has a bright future based on the way that they're playing right now. Right. Or do I resign here? I don't know. In the cold. And th- and he was here for the co- bro. It's April and it's cold, and he's here for the coldest winter of like ever. You see what he says? Like I'm not used to putting on a jacket when I yeah. leave the house. It's like, April. He's still leaving with no. a jacket. He's from Compton. Is he from Compton? No, from San LA. Diego. San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. Cali. Yeah. It's warm. Sun. Sun. Unacceptable. I just don't think. I think the load management. Like from all aspects, except obviously for from from the players' rest, if they're sore or something, I guess that that helps them or whatever. But yeah. from a fan perspective, not good because you pay six grand and you don't get to see any stars. TV ratings perspective, your top players don't play, you lose money for the league. If you're a team that depends on your superstar, you can almost count that game as an L right away because yeah. he's not gonna play. That's a done deal. You're not you're not gonna win that game. So as far as load management, I think even when Pop started it, he accepted. I think they find him. Whenever he rested Timmy D or he rested Manu or TP, but he also did it as a strategy. He did it. He knew when they needed it and he did it properly. These guys are now just taking every other game off or back to backs off or whatever, and they're fully healthy. Like, not the right way to go. No, I agree. Uh, I actually forgot to ask you about this, but where do you rank Chris Bosch in all time power forwards? Do you think he's underrated? Because, yo, here's the oh. thing. I think a lot of people, when they talk about like fours, they don't think of two things. First of all, Chris Bosch. Has two championships. Okay, when you look at a Charles Barkley, he's never won. When you look at a Carmelo, Carmelo, never won. He's never won. You look at Dirk, he has one. He has one. One championship. Dirk? So I mean, uh, at the four, Charles Barkley. Did I already say that one? You said Charles Barkley. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, where do you rank him? Where's he? Does do these two championships do anything for you? Because he ultimately became a third option in Miami. So he couldn't really do the mailman thing where right. he became an all-time scorer. Right, right, right. I don't know. How much do you weigh championships? That's what it's about. And then at the same time, we were we were discussing, we were discussing this before. Chris Bosh is revolutionary. He kind of started that stretch four role in the league, going small, playing him at the five, and being able to come out and shoot threes. So he's just he's kind of changed the game. So if you if you're gonna go top power forwards of all time, obviously there's legends like. You know, you have like guys like Kevin McHale, who we've never watched. You guys, you have guys like even Carl Malone, we never watched. Charles Buckley, we never really watched. Tim Duncan, he's widely known as the best of all time. But I mean, I think off the top of my head, I can't think of ten guys that are better than Chris Bosh. Yeah. So to be a top ten power forward and to start a new age of basketball, like like Steph Curry, you know, you, we say he's revolutionary because yep. he started the three point shooting, yeah. searching the floor and everything. Chris Bosh kind of did the same exact thing for big men. Right, and now it's a coveted role. Now there's no more centers in All Star games. Like Chris Bosh started a wave, yeah. so you got to look at him as a as a revolutionary player. So he's definitely top five. Uh, sorry, top ten. I'll go. Yeah. Can't comfortably say top five yet. I love rating championships. Uh, not a hundred percent, but I also look at the role that he played on the championship team, and what he did in Toronto, like pretty much being the face of a franchise. So, I don't know. I would. Man, it's so hard, and I feel like this is blasphemous. But I, I would put him ahead of Dirk, to be honest with you, because like Dirk, <sighs> no man, Dirk, Dirk you is can. like sixth all-time scoring, but he has one championship. Chris Bosh leads a whole franchise, and then he left, and then won two rings. You're gonna, and you're then gonna, gonna, you're gonna do cut o- short because of health. Over one championship, you're gonna, you're gonna put him over it, over Dirk, for one championship, bro. Okay, maybe I'm. He's the third option. Dirk is the guy. 
One of the, okay, the guy. If not, you, other if, than the one championship, what were they? A first round exit every year. Not necessarily, man. Literally necessary. Bro, he's got 30,000 points plus, man. Yeah, the I understand The best player, player of all time. I understand that. Multiple time all-star. First round exit. He's not a first, just our first round exit. Yo, listen, what was one, day, one day when Devin Booker's top five on the all-time oh, scoring list. Oh my goodness, but he's a career here, 197 bro. winning percentage. We're going to have this conversation. Listen, Chris Bosh before Miami. What was he? Uh, Toronto Raptors mogul. Okay. Who did Chris Bosh lose to in the finals the first year? Dallas. Oh, and who was the LeBron. top player on Dallas? LeBron. Who was the top player on Dallas? LeBron. Who was the top player on Dallas? LeBron averaged 15 points a game average, in that bro. series. That I don't was care. Dallas. Who and was if th- you want to talk star, Deshaun Richardson. He shut down LeBron <laughs> James. That. Who won finals MVP that year? Jason Kidd. Who won fi- Sean Marion. No, you absolutely. Tyson Chandler. You absolutely disrespected Dirk so hard right now. Bro, Dirk was 67 want- with arthritis. Right now, he's 77 with double arthritis. <laughs> I want everyone to know you absolutely disrespected the game today. Yeah. Absolutely. Dirk Nowitzki, man. Dirk, over- Dirk, he's a good guy. And I think he had a great career, 100%. But a lot of people sleep on Chris Bosh, man. I, mean, I agree they sleep, but you're going to rank him over Dirk Nowitzki? Yeah. You're wild. Why? Why Absolutely is it so not. outrageous? For one extra ring that he's a third option on? Bro, imagine going 20 years and being a one-time person who made it out of the first round. <laughs> he's made it out of the first round before, bro. He made the finals twice. When? Oh, yeah. Dallas. The first time against when Miami. lost to Miami. Sorry, my bad. So is that first round? Yo, LeBron made the finals like 37 times. And that's the worst thing against his career. Everyone brings that up again. Everyone brings the argument against him and Jordan. Whatever, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Just, just admit it. I think it. load management is stupid. I think you need load management right now. <laughs> you should take a week off or something, man. You're, you're going crazy. We're going to have to pause on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, if we're going to talk pick and roll, I'm still in the lead. So last week, uh, your boy, he took a chance on his Brooklyn Nets. And he failed. It was from the heart. It's he okay. finished, uh, I, I think, mind. one and four. So we're actually doing an earlier recording this week, guys. So our last matchup is still happening, but it's like pretty much done. Denver won on the road against OKC, like I had projected they would. So this, I think, gives me a two-point cushion now on top of the two-point cushion I had. Now, I doubled my lead this week. It's game. Two years away from me. Two years away. Me. Yo, where's Pro Line at? <laughs> Hit it. Um, so this week, we're going to look at a couple games. So Houston sack... Sack at home, Utah at Phoenix, Milwaukee at Philly, uh, ATL at Orlando, and uh, finally Portland at Denver. First off, Portland, prayers up to Yusuf Nurkic, the Bosnian beast. Yes. Uh, Really, really disappointing to see him go out because finally, like, I know that Damian Laird has always been, like, tooting his own horn. But finally, they're looking like a good team. Nurkic is playing very well. They have um, Cantor to back him up. Mm-hmm. Really good bench player. So I, I was really disappointed just to see him go down. I felt like he played so hard and so well. Yeah. This isn't like he deserved that chance at the play. Yeah, absolutely. So big uh big shout out to him. Hopefully he gets better. Honestly, I, I get a little bit happier when I see a broken bone because that's way more recoverable than let's say like a like an a like an Achilles or like a yeah. like a ligament. Yeah, tear, you right? can come back from that. You so see PG. Like PG came back, Gordon Hayward's coming back. It's yeah. more of the psychological thing, I feel, is is more of the the stumble than than the physical. What's tough is that he's a big man. It's it's tougher to move and get get back. But he's also health. doesn't he doesn't rely on athleticism, so it's he a doesn't. bit of like yeah. a, like a yeah. one two. But um the first game I'm gonna look at Houston at sack. Not really much competition. I'm gonna go Houston here by eight. Damn. Uh, Houston is rolling. Yes. James Harden is a hooper. 
<laughs> so I think they're gonna they're gonna give it to Sock. And I think Sock is a little bit checked out right now. They're done. They're not making. They're the not playoffs. making the playoffs. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Houston by eight. Yeah, Houston by nine. Same reasons. Same old. They're they're rolling right now. So Houston by nine for sure. Utah Phoenix, who you got? Uh, this one is really hard. Um, one team's in the playoffs. One team's at the bottom of the league. Ugh. I'm gonna go Utah by thirteen. I'm gonna um, go uh, Utah by five, and I think Devin Booker is gonna score eighty and still lose by thirty. Lose <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go U- Utah by five. Philly, Milwaukee. Philly's playing Ooh. at home, so I'm gonna go Philly by four. Uh, I I feel like every time I bet against the Bucks, it's more like me they as a Raptors fan, like hoping they lose because <laughs> I hate them so much. But they're so deep, and that's one of the things. One of the reasons why I don't like Giannis for MVP over Harden. They're so deep. Yeah, there's so many good players. Man. I know, I, I'm good coaching too. So like, it's, Giannis can go a game shooting like seven for fifteen, have like seventeen points, and they're winning by thirty. That's what happened against the, the Rockets. It makes Giannis yeah, had a good game. yeah, they're, they're hard to but shot seven to fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Philly by four. I went Philly by three actually. I just actually right before we made these picks, I saw a video of Giannis stepping on somebody's foot and rolling his ankle. Oh yeah, and he limped off the floor. So I was like, oh, okay, I don't know if he'll play. Yeah, or uh, if, yeah. against the Sixers. If I'm if I'm if I'm Milwaukee, I'm letting him rest and take a couple games off, especially it's near the end of the season. You've already clinched first, basically. Yeah. So I don't know if he'll play, but I'm, so that's why I'm gonna go Philly by three. Okay, Atlanta, Orlando, man, tough matchup. It's a hot game. Like you look at Atlanta and they're like so bad and stuff, but <laughs> uh, and then Orlando's like trying to make the playoffs, but. Because I have a four-point cushion, I'm going to go on a, on a limb here. I'm going to go Atlanta by four, by two, sorry, on the road. Trey TL. That's a good one. I like that one. Trey Trey TL. Trey TL. So I'm going like to yeah. go with uh, Trey and the Hawks. Yo, did you know that Trey and John Collins are, like, nasty? Did you know John Collins was nasty? Do you know Trey's making a huge case for... Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. It's no, getting. Not. I didn't know that. I must have slept through that Bro, one. Bro, people are tweeting about Trey Young, but John Ooh. Collins... <laughs> The oh. non-Slovenians, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. All the American yeah. guys. All, all the American guys. All, all, all the American ATL guys. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell tweeted. All the American guys tweeted. But um, but yeah, John Collins. I mean, those guys are two young rising stars. I think they can be something good in the future. In the way way future. Yeah, he jumps out of the building. Yeah, but he also stunk He's it up like in Derek, the dunk. Derek Jones Senior's like left foot. He stunk it up and dunk off though. Yeah, with the, with the airplane. Uh, well, he broke dunk? the airplane. Oh my goodness, that was horrible. That was awful. I, I, at the end of the day, nobody stunk it up more than uh, Dennis Smith Jr. And that's because he had Jake Cole there. But last <laughs> matchup, Portland at Denver. Uh, oh, I'm gonna ride with my guys because that's what that was kind of what put me ahead this week. So I'm gonna stick with Denver. They're playing at home this time. Uh, and I don't know, man. Portland. Like I, I was looking at some article that was like how like Nurkic with and without Portland. Uh, is it's oh, a very say. different team in terms of pick and roll offense and efficiency right. and defense as well. So we're gonna talk about uh, we're looking at a team without Nurkic and they're a little bit, I mean, down. They're down, disoriented, yeah. and and Cantor's not really a defensive player, so I don't know if he can fill that void. So I'm gonna go Denver at home by five. Wow, Portland's gonna have a lot of trouble breathing because it's higher altitude and stuff. <laughs> For all the reasons you said, I'm going to go Denver by eight. I think they're just kind of down on their luck. They they, they lost one of their key role, not role player, but a key player that plays a big role in their team. Denver is, I think they're still first, if not they're second. No, they're second. They're second in the West, but they're balling. They're playing really well. They're a regular season team right now, so um, they're going to go hard until the end of the season because they want to prove something. So Denver by eight. Perfect. So that's our pick and roll, ladies and gentlemen. We welcome you over to. 
the Hall of Fame, baby boy. So, um, this kind of goes against everything that we believe in because, especially was, me, like I'm out here talking about how I love winning in championships, but it's kind of hard not to give it to this guy. He became the youngest player in NBA history to do this from an offensive standpoint. Lose so, by 30 and score this uh, one. Shout out to D-Book. Two straight 50-point games. Youngest player in NBA history to do, to do so. Yes. 22 years of age. Uh, 22 wins in his whole three years in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually but lost both games. He did One of them he games. lost by 30. So it's really disappointing, but we're going to forget about that for a second it's, and just celebrate our boy D-Book, who listen, did have a, a great accomplishment this week. You're, you're putting up 50 points in the NBA. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to do. And I remember that before he, he almost got 60 that one night by Utah intentionally fouled, fouled. Him, yeah so you know that's that's you deserve some sort of credit there. they didn't want you to get they couldn't they guard you the whole way. game they couldn't guard you the whole game and they just realized that you were about to get 60 they fouled somebody else so yeah you but if you have 59 and you're down 30 like does the other team really care that you're scoring i think utah was so listen petty for man, that, man it doesn't matter man, we're but. celebrating the book he got the hall of fade congratulations and with that being said this does summarize episode number danny green episode number thierry henry 14, and every other number 14 in the world. So uh, <laughs> episode 14 to an end, guys, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're on it. Manu Ginobili, CB, congratulations to yes, you guys. Huge. You guys are you know, true boys. Yeah. You raised us in the game of basketball, so congratulations. And the book. Wet like a book. Wet like him. Lizzie? 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 Okay, think, we're going to end this. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go ahead. Enjoy your time. Peace. Thanks.